Welcome back to the Never Lost Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Ward. Today is Sunday, June 3rd, and this is episode 5 of the Never Lost Podcast. Today we're going to be getting into a lot. We'll start with NBA free agency. I'll talk rumors as well as where guys are signing. Uh, We'll continue into the MLB, how the All-Star Game voting has progressed. Uh, Then we'll cover the NFL. Not too much going on in the NFL, but I have an update on Jalen Ferguson's death. We'll continue over to the uh, John Deere Classic and the PGA Tour. We'll then cover the Live Golf uh, Tournament that finished up this weekend. I'll give an update on how that went. And then we're going to finish off the Never Lost Podcast at Episode 5 with some different underdog picks, uh, but some exciting ones. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the Never Lost Podcast. I hope you enjoy this episode and enjoy your day. Here comes a 1-2 pitch. Yeah. 70 points for Devin Booker. So let's get straight into things. The NBA offseason has not disappointed. KD being the talk of the offseason so far. He's still stuck in Brooklyn and teams are still making calls with the Suns still being favorites to land KD. The Raptors, Warriors, 76ers, Heat, and Celtics all pursuing him for one of the biggest trades in NBA history. Um, I've heard that the Suns are offering DeAndre Ayton, Mikael Bridges, three first-round picks, and two first-round pick swaps. Interesting uh, trade for the Suns. I don't think that we're going to give up Mikael in this trade. If we're able to keep Mikael, then I think the Suns win this trade by far. But I think if we take out Mikael in that, we're going to have to put at least two more players into this deal. Those two players being maybe a campaign, Torrey Craig, Maybe I would hate to see it, but maybe a Cam Johnson as well. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. The Nets had wanted Devin Booker, but the Suns went ahead and just super maxed Devin Booker. So not too sure if the Suns are going to trade him. I don't see that happening. I would really hope that Booker stays in Phoenix along with uh, KD. To continue on in those trade rumors for KD, the Toronto Raptors have been rumored to have offered Scotty Barnes, OG, Ananobi, and Gary Trent. Or a second trade that has been rumored to go around is Pascal Siakam uh, and OG Ananobi with multiple first-round picks and multiple pick swaps. I don't think the Raptors are going to give up Pascal for KD. It would be what the Nets want. But I think Pascal Siakam is an untouchable in this trade if the Raptors were to trade for KD. Some other teams that are being uh, in these trade talks f- with the Nets, uh, the Boston Celtics, and the 76ers. Warriors are also in there, and so are the Heat. The Nets have al- already made it clear that they want Bam if KD is going to the Heat. I do not think Bam is going to the Heat. The 76ers are rumored to be giving up uh, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, as well as Matisse Thibel, and quite a few first-round picks and pick swaps. I think this is going to be the best fit for the Brooklyn Nets, as much as I hate to say it as a Suns fan, but it doesn't seem like they're too interested in this trade. So 
we'll see how this all progresses and I'll keep you guys updated as soon as I know more. To continue on in the Brooklyn Nets organization, Kyrie is getting lots of attention with the Lakers being top suitors for Kyrie with the Mavs and the 76ers following. I'm hoping we get a deal done here soon for KD and Kyrie. I'm hoping that those trades are within a couple hours of each other. We really see the Nets move uh, and make moves in their lineup on one day. Get it all done, ship out everything that you can, and then bring in everything that you can in return. And turn this franchise around from the shit show that it's been over the past two, three years with KD and Kyrie causing ruckus in Brooklyn. Enough about rumors and moving on to a trade that actually happened this week. Uh, Rudy Gobert was shipped over to Minnesota, finally getting the boot out of Utah. And we see Utah starting to make some moves. T-Wolves sending quite a bit of compensation with Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, Jared Vanderbilt, Leonardo Balamaro, as well as Walker Kessler, who was the number 22 pick in this year's draft. And the Utah Jazz are going to be receiving four first-round picks uh, over the next couple years. So quite a bit for Rudy Gobert in this trade. But now we get to see Rudy Gobert team up with D'Lo and Carl Anthony Towns and Ant Edwards in Minnesota. And we get to see that team really shine. Uh, they're really young, so I think it's going to take them, you know, maybe two years before they can really uh, be a championship contender. But I think this team has a lot of potential, and I'm really excited to watch them play this year. Another trade that happened this past week was Malcolm Brogdon was sent to Boston. Uh, quite a bit of a haul for him as well. Uh, Daniel Teese was in that trade, as well as a first-round pick. Uh, I love this move for the Celtics, and I'm excited to see the Celtics try to get back to where they were this past year and I think they definitely have the pieces uh, to do it. Some signings that happened this past week starting off with the Lakers making some questionable moves signing some young guys uh, for cheap including Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown Jr., Damian Jones, and Juan Toscano Anderson from the Warriors. The Suns also making some signings here early in free agency. Uh, we talked earlier Devin Booker just getting a Supermax four-year extension. Damian Lee assigned, signed to a one-year deal with us. That's actually a good signing. I really enjoyed that uh, signing. Bismack Biombo he agreed to a new deal. And Josh Ogie, uh, interesting signing in my opinion. But I guess we'll see how he turns out. I think that was in response to the JaVale McGee signing with the Dallas Mavericks. getting JaVale McGee getting three years uh, with the Mavs. I really like that fit for the, the Mavs. And for JaVale McGee, I'm really excited to see how he plays over in Dallas. Some players getting paid this free agency. Bradley Beal extending his time with the Wizards on a max contract. Anthony Simmons, he got paid four years, uh, I believe 100 mil with the Portland Trailblazers. Bobby Portis, he re-signed with the Milwaukee Bucks. He is getting paid. Luol Dirt getting his bag as well as Nick Batum re-signing with the Clippers on a two-year deal. Patty Mills going back to the Nets on a two-year deal. James Harden, his situation's a little bit different. He had met with the 76ers this past weekend uh, to discuss his contract and what's going to be best for the franchise and uh, how much money they want to pay him. But still no word on 
that contract, but I believe they are waiting for KD and possibly Kyrie to get traded before they commit to James Harden and put a price on him. He is definitely staying in Philly, so free agent fans of James Harden, don't get your hopes up. He is staying in Philly. The only question is how much are the 76ers going to pay him and how are they going to build this roster around him? Uh, Kyle Anderson also getting paid. He's going over to the T-Wolves as well as Rudy Gobert. John Morant got paid this offseason as well as Nikola Jokic getting the largest deal in NBA history at five years, 270 mil. Uh, Mitchell Robinson got his bag, four years, $60 million. Another trade happening uh, this week uh, was Kevin Herter to Sacramento Kings for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a future first-round pick. Kevin Herter took to Twitter and said, this is my welcome to NBA moment. So definitely he was not expecting that trade, but I actually like the fit of him in Sacramento, although I would like to see him be on a championship contending team of the Atlanta Hawks. The last two guys that I'm going to talk about in this offseason are Darius Garland and Zion Williamson. Darius got his bag of five years, $193 million to return to the Cavs. And Zion Williamson getting his bag at five years, $193 million. Same deal as John Morant. I am interested to see how this Zion deal plays out because Zion has been injury prone this last couple years. So... Uh, We'll see how he uh, plays if he ends up getting traded over this next five years, which I could definitely see happening with the drama that has been over there in New Orleans. So that's all for NBA free agency and this offseason. So continuing on over to the MLB, we now have first and second place for each position for this all-star game coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, Starting off with the National League, we have catcher position Wilson Contreras for the Cubs, as well as Travis D'Arnold for the Braves. Uh, First base, we have Paul Goldschmidt in first, uh, as well as Pete Alonso in second. Second base, we have Ozzie Albies for the Braves in first. Jazz Chris Holm Jr. for the Marlins in second. That's a pretty tight race. Uh, Third base, Manny Machado for the Padres, as well as Nolan Arenado for the Cardinals. Manny Machado leading the way there, but I'm hoping that Nolan pulls this uh, race between the two out. Uh, Shortstop Trey Turner uh, is leading Dansby Swanson for the Braves. Going over over to the outfield, Ronald Acuna Jr. for the Braves, locking in his spot as a starter in this year's All-Star game uh, with leading votes with 3.5 million. Mookie Betts in a close second. Uh, Jock Peterson is in that race, as well as Starling Marte for the Mets and Adam Duvall for the Braves. The last position for the NL and the first time we're having it in the All-Star game for the NL. Bryce Harper leading the way for the DH, as well as William Contreras in second. But with Bryce being out, it looks like Bryce is going to win that position, but it's going to default to William Contreras because Bryce Harper has a broken thumb right now. To kick off the American League at the catcher position, we have Alejandro Kirk for the Blue Jays leading Jose Trevino for the Yankees. We have first base 
Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for the Blue Jays and Ty France for the Mar- Mariners, excuse me, uh, battling it out there. But it looks like Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is going to win that spot. Second base, Jose Altuve and Santiago Espinal, Espinal uh, are <laughs> battling it out there for second base. Uh, third base, Jose Ramirez and Rafael Devers. Really hoping Rafi pulls that one out for the Red Sox. Uh, would really like to see him start in an all-star game. For shortstop, we have Bo Bichetti and Tim Anderson. And then in the outfield, we have Aaron Judge locking in his spot as a leading vote-getter with 3.7 million votes. Mike Trout in second place there, uh, as well as George Springer in third, Giancarlo in fourth, and Lourdes Guerrero Jr. in fifth from the Blue Jays. And wrapping up the DH position, we have Jordan Alvarez from the Astros beating out Shohei Otani in that race, which is crazy to see that Shohei isn't even going to get a starting position in the All-Star game when he is one of the top players in the MLB. So really exciting things here from the MLB. We will see how Phase 2 of voting, how that plays. That goes from July 5th through 2 p.m. Eastern on July 8th. And so make sure you get your votes in, vote for your favorite players, and vote for your team. Now getting into the regular season for the MLB and how that's all playing out. The Cardinals had a series this past week against the Phillies that is finishing up as we speak. Nolan Alronado taking this series by storm, having a cycle in the first game, and then the Cardinals hitting back to back to back to back home runs in the first inning Nolan Arenado leading the charge there and then finishing the game up with a clutch home run at the end he has just been on an absolute tear lately and it's really exciting to see for the game of baseball for the Red Sox they are going on an interesting streak right now Uh, we just took the last game against the Cubs in this series So hopefully we're able to turn things around here. We are in second place of the AL East, and we are 13 and a half games behind the Yankees with a record of 44 and 35. And Toronto not far behind us with a record of 44 and 36. To continue on over to the NFL, not too much going on over here. Uh, There was an update on Jalen Ferguson's death. He did have... Uh, fentanyl and cocaine in his system and so they believe that is what killed him uh, with such a sudden death and such a tragic death a huge loss for the Ravens as they continue on into this year Uh, so prayers up for Jalen Ferguson's family and friends and loved ones as they go through this tough time right now that's going to be all for the NFL as I said earlier not too much going on over there but as soon as there's more updates. I'll continue to give you guys those. Now on over to golf. Uh, the John Deere Classic was this past weekend. We talked about it a little bit on Thursday, but the tournament is now over. Um, JT Poston coming home with the victory, posting in the first round of 62, second round of 65, third round of 67, and today a 69. So great win for him. If you haven't seen the video of him hitting his final putt and celebrating the win, uh, I would definitely go check it out. It's 
actually very entertaining. Uh, he makes the putt. He goes straight to his caddy as everyone does, gives him a hug, and and then we see his what I believe is his fiance storm onto the green and shake another player's hand and then continue to go over to JT and hug him and celebrate with him. Uh, it, it was an interesting uh, video for sure. I've never seen a wife or a fiance or girlfriend just walk out onto the green like that. She was very clear in what she was trying to do and she made it happen and it was very interesting uh, celebration. So definitely go check that out if you want to be entertained. Uh, some other uh, players who had a, a pretty good weekend. Uh, I'm going to say Christian. I'm not going to even attempt to say his last name. Uh, he was second place with 18 under. He posted uh, in the first round of 69, second round of 65, third round of 66, and today is 66 as well. So that's going to wrap it up here for the PGA Tour. Now continuing over to Live Golf and their first tournament this past week in America. Brendan Grace pulled out the victory with a huge final round and shooting 13 under over the week. Carlos Ortiz with a score of 11 under. Patrick Reed and Dustin Johnson both with a score of 9 under. And Luis Uza then with a score of 7 under. So a really exciting tournament here for Live Golf. And I'm excited to see how they continue to play out over the course of the next few months so that'll do it for the pga tour and live golf uh, continuing on over to the underdog picks of episode five of the never lost podcast as i said at the beginning of the episode uh it's going to be some different uh picks but a really cool uh thing that underdog is doing is they are doing over unders for the people that are contesting in the Major League Eating Hot Dog Contest uh, put on every year uh, on 4th of July. Joey Chestnut, Jeffrey Esper, Nick Weary, Mickey Sudo, Gideon OG, all headlining this event, and they all have over-unders, and I'm going to give you my picks on those players uh, right now. Uh, starting off with Joey Chestnut, the clear favorite and more than likely winner. Um his over-under is 75.5 hot dogs. I think that he is going to eat just under that. I think he's going to be over the 70 uh, hot dogs consumed, but I think he's going to be under the 75.5 uh, mark that he has to hit. Continuing on over to uh, Joey Chestnut's biggest competitor, Jeffrey Esper. His mark is 40, I'm, I'm sorry, 52.5 hot dogs eaten. And I think he's going to eat over that. I don't think he is going to beat Joey Chestnut. And I don't think he believes that himself either because he has came out and said that he is going for second place. And he says anyone that can eat 70 hot dogs uh, in 10 minutes is deserving of the winner. Uh, continuing over to Nick Weary, uh, his, his line is 48 and a half hot dogs eaten i think he's going to he's gonna he's gonna beat that mark and i think he gets roughly 50 hot dogs in. i'm not too sure where he's gonna end up uh continuing to mickey sudo i think she's going to eat under 43 and a half hot dogs um 
hopefully, you know, she pulls out the victory for the women's bracket, but I guess we'll see how that all plays out. And last but not least, uh, Gideon OG. I think he's going to eat under 41 and a half hot dogs. I don't think he's going to have too good of a day, but we will see how that all plays out. Thank you so much for listening to episode five of the Never Lost podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. Enjoy your week and please have a happy and safe 4th of July.